listening to a podcast presented by Torn Curtain Collective. Jeff here and, and Anya's here with me and we thought that we might just chat for a while about the unseen. You know, I believe with all my heart that getting a grasp on the spiritual realm, learning to operate spiritually and confidently is possibly the most pivotal factor when it comes to our journey to spiritual maturity. The funny thing is you can live life without any reference to the unseen. In some ways we've all done it. We were laughing a little bit and praying before we started this and uh, just about that moment of feeling absolutely ripped off halfway through our spiritual lives and all of a sudden we realize that there is a very real unseen realm and we've experienced breakthrough for the first time in our life that has just blown our minds and we're raving about what we've discovered and what we've laid hold of but there's this other thought that, oh my goodness, I've lived so many years of my life bound up with stuff and with baggage and beaten up a little bit by the darkness and we just didn't get it for so long. It's those moments that really motivate us to be wanting to share with other people because it's made such a difference for us. So we can live without any thought for the unseen and it is so easy. What you can see, what you can hear, what you can touch. But then what about when you get stuck? What about when you don't have any physical resources left? Or maybe what about when you want to go deeper and you don't know how? What does what what is deeper? How do you do that? Or maybe you're facing a situation and you're really looking for breakthrough. An impossible situation gets dropped on you. Maybe a health crisis or a relationship breakdown which just takes your breath away and rocks your world. That's when we need to reach beyond what this world can offer, beyond our own resources and wisdom. Yeah, and I would say that, I would probably even go over further than that and say that living spiritually is in fact the way that we're wired, that it's more than just something we reach for in a crisis, but that the spiritual realm is our native realm, especially for us as Christians. I think one thing, Jeff, that we often come back to is the is the idea of the torn curtain, that when Jesus died, he, um, you know, the curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And, and we just think of this as the biggest privilege that he opened up for us that everything that is in in his presence is now at our disposal. There's nothing holding us back from accessing all of the resources that are there um, in the heavenlies, but also that there's nothing to keep back his desires and his glory from flooding over onto earth and transforming our communities and our families and even us as individuals as we partner with him in what he's doing. And so we get to see that, you know, one corner of the earth after another gets to be really transformed to just the way he intended. We've had some fairly dramatic examples of this, haven't we? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, it makes me um, <laughs> it makes me laugh, actually, to think of how it's usually something that revolves around our youngest daughter. But I remember a time when I was actually coming to get you from work, Jeff, and it involved a 45-minute drive across town, and I was bundling the kids into the car to come and get you, sort of, you know, peak hour traffic. And uh, it had never been a big deal before. Liberty used to, she was only a baby and she used to love to just get in her car seat and she'd play with the other kids and kind of coo and gar and, and it was all fine for her. But this particular day, all the children were in the car and then just as I was about to put Liberty into her car seat, it was as if she, it was sort of like terror just got her or something and she started screaming and she was thrashing her body and fighting me and there was no way she was getting in that car seat and 
you know, we were, it was one of those situations where it was like, oh my goodness, what's going on? But we didn't have time to sort of, you know, do anything about it. And it took a few of us to get her into her car seat and just to sort of get her, get her um, restrained in there and to, and to buckle her in. And, and I remember as I was leaving the driveway, she was screaming and, 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 and kind of screaming with her whole body and her, all her lungs and the other kids were covering their ears. And I thought, oh my goodness, we've got 45 minutes of this. This is going to be shocking. And yet, you know, suddenly I realized there's actually nothing wrong with her. You know, she's got plenty of, she's got a full tummy. She's got, you know, a nice clean nappy. She's in the car, in her familiar car seat. What's going on? And I, I think I just sort of kind of said god i need help here and as soon as i'm as i caught on to, called out to him four words dropped into my mind or perhaps my spirit and i knew straight away these you know these are yucky things these are ugly things i think one of them was terror and um i can't remember the others but i but i thought you know what i'm just going to do what i know and i just said you know terror i just you have to let go of my daughter in jesus name and then i went through the next one and the next one and the next one and by the time I actually just said that over this fourth what I presumed was some sort of evil you know um, dark sort of spirit that was upsetting my daughter the minute I dealt with that I just looked in the rear view mirror and Liberty who had been you know filling the car with her screams just absolutely relaxed into her seat and closed her eyes and fell asleep with a big smile on her face and I thought, oh my goodness, we are onto something. There's more to what was going on there than actually meets the eye. It shouldn't come as any surprise that there is something beyond the natural that we need to grapple with as, as Christians. I was just thinking about uh, Jesus and he is he's going and he's preaching the kingdom and there's all these people. And at the end of the day, he, he says these words, he says, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. In other words, not everyone is ready for this right now. Not everyone has got ears to hear that there is an invisible kingdom going on and there is something beyond this world, what you can touch, see and hear, etc. In John 18, Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom, the thing I'm focused on, where I belong, where I operate, it's not of this world. It's not natural. It's heavenly. It's not of this world. That should get us thinking. And I guess it does. In Colossians 3 and 2, we know this. We, we read this. It's familiar to us. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. There's another perspective. There's another point of focus than just the things of the here and now. And then what about when we're thinking about people? So many of the things we face have to do with people, how we get treated, what people do to us, and how we're going to respond. And 2 Corinthians 5, it says, So from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh or in terms of their physical appearance. It doesn't matter whether we're thinking about circumstances, whether we're thinking about people, there is another perspective. In other words, we're seeing beyond just what's obvious naturally. We're looking for understanding, solutions, resources beyond the natural world. Yeah, I think that, 
you know, reaching beyond ourselves and looking for resources beyond our natural world is, is so empowering. And primarily because when we sort of reach beyond ourselves, we realize that the Holy Spirit can connect things that we couldn't on our own with our own natural wisdom and natural ability. I often go back to Isaiah 28, 29, which I really love. And it's a, it's an amazing verse that says, the Lord of heaven's armies is a wonderful teacher and he gives the farmer great wisdom. And I think of a farmer out there in the fields and he, he knows what it takes to get, you know, the fields plowed and the harvest brought in. And yet he needs wisdom as well from the Lord of Heaven's armies. There's a whole other dimension to what he's doing and he's reaching for more than just what he might have on his own. I think it's also really important to reach beyond ourselves because, you know, if we're only operating physically, then usually we need other people or situations to kind of fall into some sort of cooperation with us to, to you know, to, to partner with us to bring about our agenda. And I find it's just so powerful if we, instead of just sort of always trying to mould everything else towards the outcome we want, if we can instead attune our ears to God's agenda and align our hearts with what is on his heart, if we come into agreement with him, and then we, can, then we are able to partner with him to get the job done, and what we find is at the end of the day, everyone gets to win. But most of all, I think we need to reach, you know, we need to reach beyond ourselves and go spiritual because then we get the God stories. We get things that, you know, that couldn't have happened just on our own. And suddenly we've moved from the realm of, you know, just us all trying harder and doing our best into the realm of really the miraculous. Yeah, that's great. So what we're talking about is what we might see is just the symptom, but we want to get down and treat the real cause. What's behind what we can see. We want to go to the root of the issue. I guess there's two principles here that we like to talk about. The first one is people are never the problem. You see, in scripture, in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against people. The funny thing is, people are often at the forefront than what we see when we have some sort of issue. We can often look at a problem and identify that's the person responsible. But Paul says that's not where the fight is for us anymore because we're not looking at people at, as the problem. We're looking at the problem behind the people and addressing that in, instead. When we're facing adverse circumstances, we fall back on another truth as well. God is always good. This is where we start to reason from. You know, with all that we've learned, with all that we've heard, with all that we have soaked up over the years, from a theological standpoint, this is where we begin. God is always good. We reason from here. And when we do that, everything downstream starts to make sense. We can say the same thing another way. We can open our mouth and say out loud, say it loud and clear that what this issue, this issue that we're facing, that it's not of God. It's absolutely not of him. It's not in, it's not in his purposes. It's not in, in his plans. It didn't come from him. Of course, we know that James teaches this very truth and it's hard to get a grip on. But when this becomes the primary perspective through which we see the world, it makes all the difference in the world. And then we start to try and bring 
all the characters onto the stage, don't we? So there's God. Of course there's God, but there's also the enemy. And then there's the systems of this world crushing and squeezing us into their mould. There's the flesh, my own carnality, my brokenness, my baggage, and perhaps the brokenness in those who will be in the mix with me in this. And then we look at other things. We get to ask, what is God doing right now? What does he care about? What has he spoken into the situation? Why might this be happening? And then go even further and say, what unseen resources or authority can I bring to this situation? How can I open my mouth and bring about change? Yeah, and that's a key, isn't it? When we want to get something done in the physical realm, mostly, we use our hands. But what we've learned, and it's been really pivotal for us, is that when we want to get something done in the spiritual realm, we use our words. Yes, it's so true. God speaks. There, there is life and death in the power of the tongue. Even salvation itself comes from faith, coupled with a verbal, audible confession that Jesus is Lord. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll go into that more as this um, series of podcasts proceeds. But what we find when we operate this way is that there's no place on earth, no situation, whether it's personal or in our communities or even, I believe, on a national level, that can't be brought into alignment with what God intended. And so we get to partner with him in that. But we need to have our spiritual eyes open. We need to have our spiritual ears attuned and we need to have our mouth engaged. Over the series, we're going to hone in on what operating spiritually looks like. We'll discuss topics like hearing from God, strongholds, intercession, prophetic acts, authority, worship, intimacy. We'll go into things like how to speak out blessings and cut off curses, how to pour out forgiveness, and even what you wrote about the other day, Anya, the power in simply speaking out the name of Jesus over a situation. Yeah, Jeff, that's great. And we're going to pray that over the series that God would open our spiritual eyes in a way that really blows us away. You know, I think it's, I actually don't think that we've been completely blind to the spiritual realm. I think we've just been looking at it from a distance that we've, you know, we've seen it kind of vaguely, maybe dimly, but we've missed a lot of the detail. Um, I don't think we've, by and large, got up close and personal with the spiritual realm. But if we're going to be spiritually confident, then we're going to need to get more than just a vague idea of what's going on. You know, one of the things I love to do, I know it's a little bit geeky, but I love to pick up some binoculars and just look through them. And it's amazing the difference it makes. And, you know, I can just look out with my natural eyes and I can see a coastline, I can see trees, I can see perhaps waves or grass. But when I pick up my binoculars, well, then I can see all the leaves just as they rustle in the trees. And perhaps I can see little insects as they play in the grass or the glisten um, of waves and, and, and all of the little, the little droplets, you know, as they, as they come onto the sand on the seashore. And suddenly I can see things so close and with so much depth and vibrancy. And the whole world comes alive in a whole new way to me. And, and I think that's what we're going to be exploring as we go into this series together. And so, Father, we we just pray, we step into your presence. We thank you that the unseen realm is, is your home and it's where you belong and it's where we long to come to, to know more of you and more of your kingdom. And, and we're just praying for ourselves and for everyone who hears this podcast that, that they would have open eyes to all that you're doing and all that's happening in the spiritual realm, that they grow in confidence 
and authority, that they'd be able to make the change, that they'd be able to bring about and, and partner with you in, in breakthrough in this world. We pray for strength and, and authority for us all to be able to operate beyond our circumstances and to really live life to the full. Lord, I have that story in in my mind of Elisha and his servant and they're getting attacked and and there's physical armies and then Elisha prays Lord open his eyes that he could see and it happens and he sees the armies of God all surrounding them and the fear is gone and in the moment there's perspective and hope dawns and it's all so much different and we just pray that whole story that whole paradigm everyone who's hearing this podcast that we would be able to have eyes to see and it would change everything. 